it. Just get a fourth body. Any body will do. Colonel, if you're still looking for a bowler, I'm available. Not a chance. You riding me through where? Mars. Military Affairs Radio Station. Oh. Charles, one of the things I've always liked about our relationship is we never let sympathy get in the way. Hey, MASH fans. It's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. A gentleman. Today we're discussing Season 10, Episode 20, Sons and Bowlers. It's the 238th episode overall, directed by Hi Averback, written by Elias Davis and David Pollock, originally aired on March 22nd. 1982, and the production code is 1G16. Football, basketball, and now softball. Those gyrenes whip our fannies every time. Colonel, nobody wants to win more than I do, but don't get yourself upset. It's only a game. You cost us the game. It's that Skylark attitude of yours that got you thrown out at home plate. Colonel, we lost 24 to 4. She killed a rally. Murderer. Bartender. Charge another round to Potter's Wimps. <laughs> wimps, huh? Oh, I'd give a year's retirement pay to find one thing we could whip those weenies at. They're just lucky there aren't any bowling alleys around here. I'd show them a strike or two. Bowling, huh? Wait a minute. I roll a pretty mean hook myself. Colonel, I'm pretty Not good at now, Margaret. I'm recruiting. Pierce? I don't bowl. Although I once had a perfect score in Lover's Lane. <laughs> Honeycutt? I had the third highest average in my league, but that was a while ago. Bowling's like riding a bicycle. You never forget. Okay, we got ourselves three quarters of a team. Shouldn't be a problem finding one more in this whole camp. What about me? No, I'll look for him. Picks, we found a game that we are going to beat you at. Oh, yeah? What is it? Jacks or tiddlywinks? <laughs> Bowling. Bowling? What are you going to use for an alley? The minefield? I'll handle the alley part. You just have your four best bowlers here a week from today. Now, are we on or are you... We're on. I also have the plot summary. Ignoring Margaret's offer to help, Potter and BJ head a bowling team in a championship match against the Marines. Hawkeye's father is having an operation back home, so Hawkeye feels helpless enough to confide in Charles. No, 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 no. Not Portland, Oregon. There's, yeah, yeah, there's one in Maine, too. Yes. Okay, yeah, I'll wait, I'll wait. Charles, if you don't mind, this is private. Well, then. Yeah, well, see, this is an emergency. My father's, my father's having an operation. I said my father's having an operation. I, why not? What, what, I don't, I don't understand. What do you mean you can't call Portland from Guam? You routing me through where? Mars. Military Affairs Radio Station. Oh. Charles, I don't want anyone else in this camp to know about this. Yes. All right, fine. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. Yeah. What's he going in for? He doesn't say. Well, uh, when does he go in? Today. And thanks to the U.S. Army Postal System, which studied under the U.S. Army phone system, the letter he sent me over two weeks ago just got here. Damn it. I wish I knew what it was. Well, is there uh, anything I can do? Charles, one of the things I've always liked about our relationship is we've never let sympathy get in the way. Yes, yes, I can hear you. Yes, can you hear me? What, I'm, I'm supposed to say over? No, wait a minute, that wasn't an official over. 
And guest stars in this episode, Dicko Neal plays Colonel Pitts. Now, he was born on August 29th, 1928, in New York City, as Richard Francis O'Neill. Hmm. Uh, he was an actor known for The Jerk, The Taking of Pelham 123, The Mosquito Coast. He was married to Susan Jacqueline Shaw and Dina Harris, hopefully not at the same time. And he <laughs> passed away on November the 17th, 1998, in Santa Monica, California. We have William Lucking. He played Sergeant Marty. Uh, William was born on June 17, 1941 in Vicksburg, Michigan. He is an actor and director, best known for Red Dragon, The World's Fastest Indian, and Contraband. He also appeared in 49 episodes of Sons of Anarchy, playing Permont Winston. Hmm. And Roger Hampton plays the second Marine. Hampton was born on April the 12th, 1945 in California as Roger Allen Hampton. An actor known for Critters, Halloween 2 and Columbo. He died on September the 15th, 2012 in California. All right. And of course, we have Kelly Nakahara returning as Kelly Yamato. Audrey, you're lofting the ball. Where'd you learn to bowl in a nunnery? Colonel, your tone offends me, especially since I didn't want to be on this team in the first place. You came in here for tryouts. I came in for Coco. All ready for practice, coach. A goofy smile isn't going to win us this bowling tournament, Honeycutt. I want you to show the Padre how to set the ball down without lofting it. Oh, sure, no problem. Watch this, Padre. No loft. Honeycutt, you bowl like a grade school kid. I thought you told me you placed third in your league. What's a grade school league? I wanted Pitt so bad. Colonel, gotta talk to you. You practice. You pray. I picked up some scam at Rosie's. Guess who's bowling for the gyrenes? Marty Ubanchik. Ubanchik? Ubanchik? The Trenton Tornado. Before the service, he placed third in the U.S. Open Bowling Championships. Pitts has pulled some strings to get him transferred into his unit. A professional. That's disgusting. How low can you get? All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Do you want to start us off, Meds? Yep, I will indeedy. Uh, I love this episode. Um, <laughs> and you probably know the reason why I love oh, this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the whole thing with Hawkeye's dad having an operation, I think he's fabulously well done, incredibly well acted, beautifully written. Um, and I love the way it fades in and out of the, the whole fun going on with the bowling alley, which is mm-hmm. really just a, a, a backdrop of the main um, story. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the whole thing of, like, with the, she's being called Dollface, and you do kind of worry slightly how Margaret's going to deal with the sergeant, but then she deals it with a great way of actually being taught how to do all the trick shots and how to make everything going on. Mm-hmm. The things that, that obviously stand out of this is... One that the last bit with Hawkeye talking to his dad and tells him how much he loves him, and the fact that the the um, the rule that Hawkeye's dad told him was do what the nurses tell you to do, um, is is perfect because that's that's still the rule that goes on today in any kind of mm-hmm. hospital. The Hawkeye describing how his dad used to tell him bad news was via breakfast with giving him cornflakes one day, then scrambled eggs the next. Before he knew it, he was on French toast and his mother had passed away. And we also find out he was 10 years old when his mum died. So the closeness that he has for his father has, has been over the past maybe 20-odd years. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go into detail because I'm sure you're going to play the speech that... Well, not the speech, oh, but the scene that Hawkeye has with Charles. But I mean, I've said it a thousand times. Talk to you later, Dad. I love you. But I never told him that I mean it, that I, that I, I really do love him. We, 
with a love that I could never feel for anybody else in the world. What if he dies now without my having a chance to say that to him? P.S. There is no sense in projecting the worst in this thing. The worst is a distinct possibility. Dad and I are too close to let this all suddenly end with silence 12,000 miles apart. P.S. You should be grateful that only distance is separating you. My father and I have been 12,000 miles apart in the same room. Yeah. The most intimate and personal communication at the Winchester household took place at the evening meal. Every night, promptly at 7.15, we would gather at the dinner table. The soup would be served, and my father would begin with, tell us what you did today, Charles. As the elder of the two children, I was given the privilege of speaking first. I would then have until the salad to report the highlights of my day. Even now, the sight of lettuce makes me talk faster. I assumed that that's how it was in every family. But when I see the warmth, the closeness, the fun of your relationship, I mean, my father's a good man. He always wanted the best for me. But where I have a father, you have a dad. Charles, you never told me anything like this before. Actually, okay. I've never told you anything before. I've seen that I don't know how many times. It's brilliant acting from Alan Alder, even though he doesn't actually do anything. He just kind of looks at Charles, the recognition of what Charlie's saying. But, my God, David Ogden Styers, his <laughs> whole drolling, just beautiful performance of there comes from the heart. And mm -hmm. it is so, so, so beautiful. And I love this about MASH. It's what I love about it. Is that every now and again, we had it in the last episode slightly with William Christopher mm -hmm, talking about mm -hmm. his boxing. The fact that, you know... Hawkeye just saying because you've never told me this before and, and when Charles Tomang goes actually Hawkeye I've never told you anything before and I love that uh, there's still stuff he to gave me it. chills he gave me chills just <laughs> re-saying it yes it's such yeah, a it, oh, so good so beautiful and yeah. and you know there's nothing I can't say anything else about that because it's it's simply well it's simply in the clip that, you, that you'll play you know mm -hmm. I, I unashamedly unapologetically give this episode a 10 out of 10 wow yeah I, wow. I, just find it, I just think it's so, so moving. moving. Just yeah. something that is probably only maybe 30 seconds, 45 seconds out of 22 minute episode. And everything about the episode is fabulous. Everything about it structures so well, but it builds up so nicely to this thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he could, have, he could have been talking to BJ, he could have been talking to Potter, he could have been talking to, to Margaret. It's not. It's the one person in the camp who he doesn't have that, I mean, they get on, but they don't have, he doesn't have that friendly, friendly attitude with him. Mm -hmm. But, the fact that Charles is also able to have a little bit of therapy at that point to tell Hawkeye about his own family, you know, even yeah. even 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 seeing lettuce makes me make you know makes my my words speak yeah. my words quicker. Just wonderful, just wonderful. Wow, that that's great. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you. Um, I actually split my number because. I considered the bowling the A story because that's the one that kind of goes through the whole thing. And then yeah. you have Hawkeye's story, which is the B story. And mm -hmm. in my note, I'm like, 
loved, loved, loved the, the B story. I thought it was so much stronger than the A story. Yeah. You know, the bowling was cute. It was fun. It gave people something to do, the other actors, other than the main two, you know, Charles and, and Hawkeye. Hmm. But I really, I loved the way Winchester was written in this episode. Yeah. That we, we always knew he's pompous and he can be a jerk sometimes, but he is he is a sweet man and a caring man. And, you know, and I like that we got this little aspect of him. And he, like you said, the writing was incredible. This this duo team of uh, Davis and Pollock, and they're they've written lots of mashes. Mm. But they really they really did a really excellent job at um, capturing, I think, th- Hawkeye and, and Charles's relationship. Oh yeah, and it, it was just so well done. You know, I think Potter may have gone a little too far asking Hulahan to you know flirt to you know to pretend that this guy was going to get lucky. Mm. But again, this was a sign of the time, and this is back in the fifties. You know, I mean, obviously that would not happen today. You couldn't ask your, a woman to go forward with a dude to pretend that they're going to, just to get him drunk. So he's... You could put, you could probably reverse it and ask a chap to do it. That would actually be more yeah. acceptable, I think, <laughs> in, his, in our modern day and of age. That's true. True. Um, uh, I do, you know, what's funny, I was watching this episode and, and Hulahan kept saying, put me in, put me in, you know, let me try. And Power kept saying, no, no, no. And in my mind, I remember watching it. I remember her being good at it, but I forgot mm. how she became good at it. Yeah. So you're right. I thought that was so interesting how she did it. She realized, you know, because she was like, I'm not going to flirt with this man. But then she realized when she can flirt with him and then learn from him. Learn from yeah, him, yeah. I, I thought that was such a – she's so smart and that was so well done. Mm. So that was, that, was, that was new to me. Even though I've seen it a million times, I forgot that little mm. part of the story. So that was cool. Yeah. I, I wrote uh, all scenes with Winchester and Hawkeye were amazing. Uh, the father talk, the – Everything about that, and that's what with my numbers, I gave it. Uh, I gave the A story, which is the bowling story. I gave it an eight, and I gave mm. the uh, B story with Winchester. I gave it a nine. I couldn't. Oh, wow. I, okay. I, I had to split it, like like you said. It just those little moments makes mm. the episode amazing. But I wanted to try and give it a general number. You know, I guess I could have said eight and a half would have been an yeah. average. You How know, for you? both. Mm. You know. Because the, I think the A story was fine and it was interesting, but it wasn't anything compared to the B story. No. Can I ask you a question, right? Yep. How, how many? We, we know that they lost at softball, yes. don't we? Because it starts off with that, right? And you, and you, yes. you led to believe that Margaret screwed up so long line. Now, yes. there's. You, I think. I don't know if you got this. Do you get the opinion that this wasn't the first game they've played? That this, that they've lost several games of something else beforehand. Oh because yes, it, because it seems slightly over the top that they're blaming Margaret just for this one game they've lost. So yes. has has she been a little bit rubbish in all the other sports? Maybe they played football. Maybe they played soccer. Maybe they they played like uh, you know something out darts or something like that, and they've lost every yeah. single thing. And if if that's the case, then their <laughs> celebratory win is a bit kind of like you know oh it's the first time they've ever won anything. Do you know what I mean? Do you do you yes. think that? That's what it sounds like. That's what, yes. It yeah. sounds like, because I know there's always a rivalry between Army and Marines. So I can, I can imagine they probably did darts and they probably did, you know, every single thing they can think of. It's always been the Army against the Marines. I don't know if Hulahan mm. has been the reason they've all, you know, but again, the Army, the male, you know, the armies are like, oh, you know, having women on your team, that's what making them weak, which is stupid. But that's, and I love the fact that she's the one that wins yeah. for them. But that's, you know. That's yeah. maybe they maybe they, they just didn't win all these different events. Oh yeah, this definitely felt like a culmination a culmination of a bunch of different 
you know, losses. They kept trying different things. Mm. And then finally bowling, oh, we can, we're equal footing on bowling, you know. And they thought they were going to win with bowling. So, yeah, it definitely comes across that way. This letter has cancer written all over it. 4077 MASH. Yes, this is Captain Pierce. Who's this? That's great. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Ham operator in Portland. He picked up my call and he's ringing the hospital now. Hello, this is Captain Pierce calling from Korea. Please don't cut me off. I understand that my father, Dr. Daniel Pierce, is in for an operation. And I'd like to speak to him, please. Over. You're putting me through. Okay. Hello, Dad? Over. Oh, who? Who's, who's this? Over. Wh when did he go in? Over. Yeah, all right. Look, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm his son and I'm a physician. What can you tell me about his condition? Over. Yeah. I see. Thank you, nurse. Out. Operator, I'd like to place this call again in about an hour or two. Thank you. They did an IVP and they found a mass pushing on his kidney. Oh. And then when they opened him up, they found a pheochromocytoma. All right, that's, that's delicate. But if they're careful, they should be able to get it out without any trouble. And if they make a mistake, it could kill them. Yeah, well, IMDb, Kenny, uh, they give it an eight. <laughs> oh, yay. So, so mm. yeah, closer to me. But Close, yeah, I got two, yeah, two under for me. Actually, but, you know. you, but you know, eight is amazing for IMDb. How many eight that is, episodes that is are very there? Very true. Yeah, <laughs> but, they're always seven something. What is more amazing, though, and I'm sure a couple of our listeners, especially those who have been writing into us, uh, and especially on Twitter, will be more amazed of my score. I, mean, I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am well known for not not generally going over an eight at the best yes. of times, even though I adore Mash. Uh, but still, there you go. <laughs> Mario Banchik, the Trenton Tornado. Knocks down the beer like he knocks down the pins. How <laughs> could Colonel Potter suggest I'd even speak to such a barbarian? Well, what do you expect from a bunch of guys who go to work wearing gowns and play baseball with nurses? <laughs> All right, come on, fella, let's go practice. Herman. This is bad. Imagine what they'll be saying about us all over Korea after we lose. They haven't won yet. Oh, oh. oh. Excuse me. Don't face. Oh, not at all. It's such a pleasure to bump into somebody as famous as Marty Ubanchik. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I have the first one here. The first episode of the series not to feature the iconic acoustic guitar intro during the opening credits. The theme music used is the up-tempo version normally heard during the end titles. Also, the first opening credits to run at 32 seconds as opposed to the usual 50-second opening. Oh, okay. maybe it was the, the, the episode was overrunning and they played yep. to trim where yep. things go. Yeah. Uh, Dick O'Neill's final appearance on the show, having previously appeared in season 5's 38 Across and season 7's BJ Popasan, and each time he appeared as a different character. This has been an issue before. Uh, while Hawkeye is waiting for his call to Maine, he tells Charles about the time his mother died when he was 10. However, 
In season one, episode 18, Dear Dad Again, Hawkeye closes his letter to his father with kiss mom and sis. Yeah, we've, we've mentioned that before. Mm, they yeah. have his, he has a sister and a mom, and then they're dead in one episode, then they're alive in another episode. <laughs> it's different timelines. It's mixtures of films, books, and everything into that there one. There you area, go, yeah. yeah. Um, Hawkeye and Winchester stay by the phone all night waiting for a call. This is also the room that Klinger sleeps in, but we never see him. Well, he's probably in the swamp, isn't he? He's sleeping. That's easy. Well, that, or, or is he even in this episode? I can't even try to remember. Maybe he's, on, uh, maybe he's uh, in Tokyo on leave. No, he is because he makes a phone call to um, Sparky at the oh, beginning of the right. episode. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he just took Hawkeye or Winchester's bed. Exactly. Uh, okay, after the Marine Ace visits the latrine because he's needing to relieve himself before adding another beer, BJ references the land of sky blue waters. It's a Ham's beer reference from their jingle popular on radio and TV with this alternative wording in the 1950s. From the land of, I'm not going to sing it. I don't even know who the tune is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the land of sky blue waters, hymns beer. From the land of pines, lofty balsam comes the beer refreshing. Hams, the beer refreshing hams. That just doesn't make any sense, but hmm. I probably didn't do it justice, so I apologize. Is that still about hams beer? I've never heard of that, no. From the 50s, no. it's probably gone now, or it's another name. Yeah, it's probably rubbish as well, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay. Um, when Goldman is constructing the bowling alley in the mess tent, Colonel Potter's order him to put 12 coats of wax on it before morning. It is still daytime, but later that night, Father Mulcahy and BJ are shown practicing, and the land clearly has been waxed. It would be a stretch for 12 coats to be applied by the morning after Colonel Potter ordered it, considering that each coat would have to be applied evenly and allowed to dry before the next coat could be laid down. But if the line already is being used, the 12 coats must have been applied before they all went to bed, which means that 12 coats were applied in a matter of hours rather than overnight, which would be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of TV. Yeah. <laughs> in the final bowling scene by Margaret Houlihan, you can see an extra bowling pin being thrown in from the left side of the screen. I did notice yeah, that. She didn't quite knock them all down. Because that one is going to stay up, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Doggone it, I may never beat those jarheads. I just remembered why I bowled so well in the sixth grade. If you cried, they let you take it over. Listen, will you be quiet? I can't hear what my anesthetist is saying. Okay. Colonel, there's no way I'm going to be able to continue in the tournament. Carrying litters has exacerbated my blister. Sure, the rat leaves the sinking ship. Clamp. I can't believe this. Will you keep it down? Yes, it's going to be all right. Give it a rest if you can. We need a bowler here. The Padre's on the injured list. Why don't you at least give me a chance to show you what I can do? I've seen what you can do. That was softball. All right, I'll give it a try. He's our man. Good for you. Thought you'd want to know, Major. Your methylene blue just arrived. Ah, good. We'll start private cell cook on it right away. Uh, Colonel, I was thinking... Now that the methylene blue has arrived, there might be some others in the camp who could benefit from its effects. Oh, I'm dead on my gunboats. I sure wish we weren't out of that methylene. Feed you in luck. Some oh. of those magic pepper-uppers just came in. There oh, you go. great. One of these little beauties, I'll be good for four or five more games. Easily. Hey, uh, how about one of those for me? Come on, beat. Sorry. I don't know. Didn't I help you with the wounded? Oh, here. I need to hear a Marine whimper. Thanks for the pick-me-up. Mm. 
Whose side are you guys on, giving him a pep pill? <laughs> Believe me, those things do absolutely nothing for pep. <laughs> what does it do? It turns your urine blue. Blue. <laughs> Uh, I've got the fun fact again, so fun fact, here we go. Gary Berghoff is a renowned animal rights activist and outdoorman in the state of California. In fact, he not only paints wildlife, but he's also licensed by the state of California to take in wounded wildlife and nurse them back to health. On the other end of the spectrum, he's also an avid fisherman. Having fished in 49 of the 50 states in the United States, he has never fished in Alaska, he also has patents on at least five types of fishing lures. Hmm, more to him yeah. meets the eye. <laughs> Marty, how about another beer? Don't mind if I do. First, I gotta go make a little room for you. Marty, Marty, where you going? God. I think he's just busy playing the sky blue water. Sounds like it. Uh, uh, my, my inside. I'm turning blue inside. Blue? Kochner syndrome? Kochner syndrome. What's that? Oh, it's a rare degenerative neurological disorder that usually attacks men about your age in the bathroom. Is it serious? Well, it's imperative that you avoid uh, undue bending for at least that's what a week. Oh, yes. Bending? Of course. It, 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 to avoid... Your kidneys pressure pressured from your ribs down. I can't bowl. Oh, would that affect your bowling? Yeah, I have to tell Pitts. Well, oh, no, no, uh, sir, no I re really, I wouldn't uh, recommend that, if I were you. This isn't the kind of malady that's talked about openly among nice people like Marines. Say it's something a little less embarrassing, like VD. Yeah, that'd work. You're right. All right, trivia time. Last episode's question, Ned Beatty appears in one episode of M.A.S.H. as a hard-nosed division chaplain. What was the chaplain's name? And if your answer was Colonel Maurice Hollister, you were correct. Hmm. This episode's trivia question, from what school did Radar take a correspondence course in creative writing? Go ahead and email me your answers at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Hello, Dad? Yeah, hi, it's me. What? Can you hear me okay? How did the operation go? Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Dad. That I, I can hear how tired you are. You just, you just relax. Let me talk for a while, okay? You really had me worried. If, if something like this happens again, will you please let me know? I'm, I'm not ten anymore. I mean, we. Yeah, all right. Will you promise that? I've been thinking a lot about you lately. Well, you know... All the fun we used to have at dinner. Remember that? Where we would, uh... Yeah, we'd talk and tell jokes. Somet yeah, sometimes we'd laugh until the food got cold. Yeah. And then I got the spinach on my sleeve, and you, yeah. <laughs> I love you, Dad. I love you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. You rest. Listen. Remember what you always told me. You know, you tell all your patients. Do what the nurses tell you to do. I'll see you as soon as I can. Okay. Goodbye, Dad. You can find MASH 4077 Podcast all over social media. 
we have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at mash4077podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at geekyfanboy. You can find meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast. Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to Mash 4077 Podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekyfanboy. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I think Meds gave it a bigger number than I did, but I think we both thoroughly enjoyed this episode and had some amazing Winchester moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Well, on that note, I am Kenny. And I'm Meds. And we'll be seeing you. How much money you got? Fill them up. Guys, guess what? I think I'm cured. Oh, no more blues in the night? You are a lucky man. Well, I'll tell you, this is a load off of my mind. (laughs) You never told me. Where'd you learn to bowl like that? What do you think Marty and I did last night? Between drinks, he taught me everything he knew. (laughs) This one's on me, Charles. Thanks. Thank you. To our fathers. And their sons. Mash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So, if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, the Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching the Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved.